listening to Mogul Talk with Mara. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Mogul Talk with Mara, where we dive into the brains and stories of moguls in order to craft our own journey to success. Today, I'm here with the one, the only, DC Rock. What's up? I'm so freaking <laughs> excited. Um, I remember where we met, but I don't remember how long ago it was. All I remember is that like when I like seen you and I saw your style and we like just started chopping it up. I'm like, this Ain't man no. is dope. We met at like one of the pop ups. Yeah, we met at um shout out to um Jules and them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the <laughs> casting pop up. Yes. Yeah. And I mean in just a great event, lots of networking. Um but walking away from that day though i was so tapped into your brand and like trap successful we ended up doing like another photo shoot yeah. kind of collaboration thing and i was rocking the sweater and i'm like yo like <laughs> i feel like i'm like <laughs> i feel like i'm like about to like get up and go get it you know what i'm saying yeah. so before we like jump into everything i did want to start us off with a quote like i always do so today's quote is there are two kinds of people those who do the work and those who take credit for the work Mm. Mm. the rest of the quote says try to be in the first group because there's less competition there Mm. Mm. i'ma let it simmer you feel me i feel like so often and and sometimes i have this problem too but i'm really learning how to just kind of shut up and do the work you know what I'm saying? I feel like in a lot of areas and spaces, I'm really good for that. But I feel like I'm being like put into an arena now where I, I'm kind of being tested, yeah. right? I'm kind of being tested on like my ability, right? To perform and to succeed and all these different things. So I feel like I'm looking sometimes for like that, like that validation almost. Yeah. Like you're doing yeah. a good job. Like yeah. I see the work yeah. you're doing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah. what I'm learning more and more is like, it don't matter who's validating what I'm doing as long as I'm doing the work. Right. Yeah. And that's so, true. yeah. But I think everybody wants some type of validation sometimes. Absolutely. Like from, from people, whether it's our family or friend or some type of just confirmation that you're doing something good or doing something right. So I don't think it's a bad thing to want validation. Though. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing to want validation. But I do believe, like, you can't, just like you can't wait. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, no waiting. Yeah. No waiting. You can't wait on nobody to tell you, like, you're doing a good job for you to keep doing what you're doing. Right? So, with that being said, let's launch into it. Let's launch into the things. Today, I wanted to talk with DC Rock about, you know, the hustler's mindset, you know, a mogul mindset. Um, a little bit about innovation in the industry, which is really what I think like a mogul does is they innovate within their industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also wanted to kind of talk about, you know, marketing, like marketing tactics and, you know, some tried and true, you know, formulas that you kind of had. I mean, your brand is wildly successful. You have Streetwear Fashion Week, you have Trap Cessful. Um, tell us a little bit more about Streetwear Fashion Week because it's coming up. It's going to be August 31st through September 4th, right? Correct, correct. Okay. First, I want to say thank you for having me on the show, Mogul Talk. I'm a, I'm a fan. Oh, thank you. You know, last, last, um, <laughs> your last episode, I was real tuned in 
So yeah. But thank you for having me first of course. Off. But um yeah, streetwear fashion week it actually started last year, twenty twenty two. Um it was just a thing of like everybody wanna go to New York Fashion Week and the LA's and the Paris. It was just a thing of like why not just make something for like the urban community here in Atlanta? Um, Cause that's where we at in Atlanta. So it was just one of those things like, why not do that? Because like my peers was like stressing me and wondering how they gonna get out to New York Fashion Weekend. Mm. And I'm just like, why well, we won't make something that's like kind of for the urban community and the streetwear culture and um, do it right here in Atlanta. So. I just start doing my research, start um, making sure nobody had the name of Streetwear Fashion Week and nobody had it. So I just took on the task to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it was the idea came about like last year, February. That was the idea in my head. Mm -hmm. Last year, February, after I went to New York Fashion Week, actually. Okay. Um, the idea came in my head. So then from there, we just talked about validation. I got validation and confirmation from close family and friends and mm -hmm. some peers, and they just like, it sound like a dope idea. So me and my team gathered together and was like, we gotta make this happen. We, let's make it happen. So. Mm. so what I love about what you just said was like, you saw the need. You know, you had mm -hmm. your friends, like you guys were kind of talking, like, how are we gonna get to New York Fashion Week? Like, how are we gonna get our work seen and, you know, on a main stage? Right, right. And so you decided, well, I'm gonna create the platform <laughs> then. Like, I'm gonna do it then. Right, right. And I think that speaks a lot, you know, to like a mogul mindset, like that hustler's mentality. Like, right. okay, if nobody's gonna put me on or if nobody's gonna give it to me, like, I'm gonna go and do right, it myself. Right. Got to, got to, I think. I mean, that's how I think I started, like, in the entrepreneurship industry. Because mm -hmm. um, I actually started doing online radio first. That's my beginning of, like, being a creator or entrepreneur. I started online radio. We came up with our own, we came up with our own online radio platform um, called How Do You Need Radio, me and my uncle. And... It was just a thing, it, it had to be done. We created our own platform and it had to, I didn't even see myself as a host or radio personality or nothing, but it was just one thing, you gotta do it. It had to be done and. What'd you guys talk about? Um, I think we started off talking about just like, like we, we, we was like a real radio station. So we talked about the celebrity gossip mm. and and then we played music and um, you know, celebrity gossip, then we'll try to get into some topics, whether it's about people ask us questions about relationships or friendships or whatever. We tried to be like a, we was running it like a real radio station. So, um, and then, you know, it as the as the world evolved to podcasting, then we kind of- You were kind of like, channels. I've been doing this. Yeah, but I, I don't want to be that guy, but. <laughs> But um, but yeah, we just we just 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 start talking about any everything, and I just said I I brought up that to say like like we been we I've been that person that wasn't scared to create my own platform mm -hmm. to whether it was radio station whether it was throwing events whether it was 
And then I like what I do. Like it's stressful, but I like doing events. <laughs> it is stressful, but I like the pressure and I like doing events because I know what the results right. and the people complimenting like how how that made me feel. So, mm -hmm. so you've always been a culture creator, then. Yeah. You've always been one to talk about the culture, yeah. to contribute to the culture, to make the culture in real time. Yeah. And yeah. so. You know, having those skill sets, right, and, and kind of transferring them into today's digital age, like what have you learned along that entire journey about creating culture? Like how do you build community? How do you create a culture? What what does that look like? Um, I think, I, all right, so I, I talked about the online radio station. We was running like a real radio station. Um, but as the world evolved, it became about content creating. Mm -hmm. It came about YouTube, it came about podcasting and stuff. So I had to learn like, all right, we gotta, we gotta go with the time. We gotta, so I had to start researching on how, how people do podcasting, how to really do content creating. And, so I think I think it's really about like doing your research on certain stuff and don't be scared to change with the time. Whether it's you go from radio station to podcasting to whatever the case, whether it's whether it's you change with the culture. Yeah, you change with the culture. Um whether it's high fashion or urban fashion, your urban fashion, don't be scared to make your pieces stick with what they want to say is high fashion. Mm -hmm. Don't be scared to don't be scared to do certain stuff. So I just think you gotta you gotta have that confidence in yourself to change with the culture, to do your research about what you're doing, mm -hmm. so you know what you're doing, and just um, at the end of the day, don't procrastinate. Just do it. Just try it at least. Mm -hmm. Try it. Make your mistakes. Learn from your mistakes try it again you're gonna get better and better within mm -hmm. the time so something something that my mentor one of my mentors says Lashana, she actually owns this studio mm -hmm. but she says like try test and tweak right? right and so that falls really just in alignment with what you just said like try it out test it out and make the changes that need to be made so yeah. that you can try it out again test it again until you find a formula you know that's successful yeah i think what happened is um and maybe some people, a lot of people are perfectionists or mm -hmm. a lot of people have like just make up excuses in their head. So they, right. so they procrastinate and you're going to keep procrastinating, procrastinating and you're going to end up not doing it. You're going to end up just saying like, I can't do this. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You talk yourself out yeah, of it. Yeah. So I think you just got to try it and you're going to make your mistakes and you're going to learn and next thing you know, it's going to be close to perfect. You're gonna be close to perfect or close to the way you've seen it in your head. Mm -hmm. So it may take some time. You got to be patient. Entrepreneurship. It's it's the it's talk of the town. The it's, <laughs> it's not the talk for the of the week. town, but it's not for the week. It's it's patience. It's trying over and over. It's it's all type of feelings. You mm -hmm. go through the motions. So next, I kind of wanted to dive more into streetwear fashion week, right? Mm -hmm. And like the marketing behind it. 
Right. So I know, you know, you have these two brands kind of going on, but I really want to know more about like, you know, you took something that could have been a day. It could have been one fashion show. Right. But you turned it into like a yeah. whole week. Yeah. You turned it into a week long experience. Yeah. So like what does like marketing for something like that look like? What does each day entail? How do you make every day a different experience mm -hmm. while still embodying like the message of the brand? I feel I feel like I'm a um I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty good marketer um if I'm if I'm really interested in it so um one thing for sure when it comes to social media industry where fashion week page I try to at least post something every day whether it's something about the streetwear culture whether it's something we did last year whether it's rehearsals and castings or I try to post something every day to keep that engagement going um, and then because streetwear culture is so big and and it's a culture at the end of the day streetwear along is a culture at the end of the day um, I kind of feed on that too I kind of feed on we're doing a streetwear fashion week um, so I kind of feed on that culture overall. I, I market that culture. I talk about that culture, whether it's on my podcast, whether it's on mm -hmm. um, other people platforms, whether it's um, right now I'm just out in the streets talking to people, networking. I talk about the streetwear culture. Yeah, and I, and I want to touch on that yeah. too, like because I feel like a lot of times, like we as sometimes like entrepreneurs and like you know budding professionals like we want to we or sometimes we just think like okay i gotta get on social media in mm -hmm. order to market like mm -hmm. that's the only way i gotta have you know a million followers on social right, media right. In, in order for everybody to see my stuff and like that's not the case there is offline marketing yeah because I, I, I used to do um i used to, when i was a teenager i was doing i was doing team prom promoting parties and there wasn't no social media back then. We was out in the street. The street team. Painting flyers. And that's why I still do it now. I still make sure I print flyers because um, you may see people out in the streets and they're not necessarily following you. So you just hand them a flyer. You give them a little engagement about the event. And um, hopefully they come or whatever the case. Or whether it's billboards, whether it's posters, I'm still out in the streets. Um, with it and not do social media and i'm like it can't hurt it can't hurt to do both yeah i think i think um especially when it comes to throwing events or events like this i think some people just i think because social media some people just kind of get um comfortable and kind of lazy with it mm -hmm. and they just like i'm gonna just post i'm gonna just post flyers i'm gonna just so whatever the case with that too, right? Like, I love what you're saying because you also have to know where to find your audience, mm -hmm. right? You have to know your audience. You yes. have to be able to meet your audience where they're at. If this is streetwear fashion week, why wouldn't we take it to the streets? Right, right. Why wouldn't we find those people who already be outside, right? To let them know about, you know, what you kind of have going yeah, on. Yeah, and I make it fun too. Like, I, I make it evolve. Like, I'm a, I go out to the colleges and like, 
ask them like how they come out with their outfit or where they get their sneakers from or mm-hmm. a question about streetwear or something. I make it fun to doing being out in the streets and promoting and it become a vlog. So I'm beating three things at once. I'm promoting the event. Mm-hmm. I'm, I got content to post on my YouTube and Instagram now. And, um, and, and I get, I get people that want to actually come to the event now because they see our personality and they see And they were part of the experience. And as part of the experience. Yes. And I do giveaways. I, um, I do free tickets, giveaways and things like that just to make it fun. Like everything don't have to be so serious. I try to make it fun with everything we doing. Okay, so that's something that somebody can walk away with then, right? Like, you know, make it fun. Yeah. Make it fun. Make Make it it an experience. I see y'all commenting. (laughs) I just want to say Instagram Live fam, I see y'all commenting. And I can't really see like that because we're kind of far away. But hold on. Okay, so let's see. We got Tajel. She's saying, you know, follow DC Rock Trap, Budding Media Moguls, Lisa Mar (laughs) Poe. I know that's right. And then we have Mercedes saying, my model classes, and so I'll print smaller comp cards and business info to hand out in the streets and engage with others. Fire. Okay, so I have a random question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen The Hype? Yeah. You've seen it? Offset. Yeah, yeah Offset yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. You sure. like it? <laughs> 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 yeah, I think... <clears throat> So I like it because it talks about the streetwear culture, mm-hmm. but also, also, I get it. They looking for the top designers and things like that and that and this. But to me, streetwear is everyday. Is there's streetwear that's custom clothing and stuff? But there's but where I come from, streetwear, streetwear started and to me still is is everyday clothing mm-hmm. it's like clothes that we wearing right now still so i don't i don't necessarily like people see that show and they just think like that's the only street word yeah it because kind of- when you think of fubu and you think of um just brands that start off street where fubu um whether it was Sean John, whether it was um, just all the older streetwear brands, it was just comfortable everyday clothing. It wasn't. It wasn't people just making up one of one pieces. Yeah, one. Of, it wasn't just one of one pieces. And no diss to them, I love one of yeah. one pieces, but I think one of one pieces is for um, a certain type of event that you're going to, or a certain type of. Um, style that you're looking for i don't it's not like everyday streetwear clothing if that makes no i definitely agree it kind of feels like the hype um it's kind of like that bridge between streetwear and high fashion Mm -hmm. right so they're saying like streetwear belongs on a high fashion stage it has a place in the fashion industry Um, But I also kind of see what you're saying, too. Like, if that's the case, then take real streetwear from the streets. It doesn't have to be on somebody's sewing machine every single time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And again, no diss to them because I, I I'm close to a lot of people that do one on one clothing and yeah, absolutely. and it's hard work. Like mm -hmm. sewing, being at the sewing machine, and then like that's hard work. That's hard work. But I'm just saying the originality of streetwear is really pretty much both because you got people like Dapper Dan that was doing the one on one clothing mm -hmm. and and custom clothing. Um, but then you got people like Pharrell that. Um, wasn't necessarily doing the one-on-one. It was just comfortable clothing that looked cool that sent the message based on the brand and that people just want to wear. So I just try to I just try to promote both. Like I, I don't want to try to leave nobody out. Mm -hmm. And I don't want nobody to think they hired than the other person regardless right. of the situation. Mm -hmm. No, that's real. Yeah. That's real. I think that when I was watching the hype, I think I actually thought about you like a lot because I was just like, I, I honestly, I know like a couple like designers and stuff, right? Yeah. But I really liked the, um, the kind of trap hip hop culture kind of mm -hmm. feel that was like brought yeah. to the show. Yeah. And it just reminded me of you a lot because I'm like, Dang, like this is what DC's doing. I'm like, <laughs> like no, nah, he outside. Like, you know, he's got the nah, designs popping. He's um, you know, so I just I want to say like thank you, right, for being a culture creator. Mm -hmm. Thank you for um having a message attached to your brand. I think that's something that you had a lot in common with with some of like the designers on there was they had like a message. Right, right, right. To share. So right. tell me more about Trap Cessful. Um Trap Cessful, Trap Cessful. Um, Tricessal just came from um, really a word that I got from my uncle. He used to go out and get dressed and put on his jewelry and him and his um, group of people just be like, I'm being Tricessal today. And um, it just stuck in my head and I, and I finally used it and made it a business, um, which is my clothing brand business. When did you create it? 2019. Yeah, 2019 is when I when I created it. It's like I'm gonna do this, start printing my own shirts and things like that. By like 2021, maybe late 2020, that's when I started. Like, all right, how can I make this a real clothing brand? Like, how can I be compared or or stick out like the Pharrells and the in the um. Pharrell my icon, that's why I always name him. But <laughs> Pharrell's my icon, so yeah. So more importantly, him, how could I stick out like the Pharrell's and such? So I just started doing my research. It's like, all right, I need to find a manufacturer. I need somebody to do this, this and that. I need to do my business this way. I need to make my pants and stuff fit a certain way. It just, when you start doing research, you start realizing, all right, I'm doing the very bare minimum right now. You, I need you to realize take it how to much the you match. don't know. Yeah, I need to take it to the match. So um, I say by 2021, I started realizing that. Um, but as far as the meaning of Trap Cecil, I, I made it a thing where it means overcoming your struggle, right? So, um, you know, you know, the word trap, you know, people, I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of change the meaning from the word trap, you know, trap, you know, people say, people think it is just selling drugs and this, this and that. And I feel like the word trap is like, I feel like the word trap 
can mean anything to anybody. We all go through our struggles. We all go through our struggles, whether it's um, whether it's not having a father in our life, whether it's um, close family member on drugs, or whether it's you on drugs, whether it's just everybody been stuck in some type of trap. Everybody go through a struggle. So to me, it's about when you overcome that tr struggle, then that's what makes you um, in the process of becoming successful. So once you overcome it, then you trap successful. And that's how I um, pitch that meaning out to the people. So if you if you don't mind me asking, right? And you don't have to answer. You're going to say, next question. You're good, you're good. I'm just curious, like, so what, what to you, like, was that trap in your life? Um, what did you have to, like, kind of move beyond in order to become a success? Well, as a young kid, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't have my father in my life. It was just me and my mom. It was just me and my mom. Um, I had a stepdad for a while, but for the most part, it was me and my mom. You know, my dad, he got locked up. He got locked up probably when I was seven, and he got locked up for 12 years. Um, so I didn't have a father in my life. So that, so starting at seven, that was a trap for me. I, I started realizing that I'm different from a lot of people. But then as you get older, you start realizing you're the same as a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of people, especially in our community, we don't have a father in their life. Um, but as I got older, a trap became of, I wasn't the one that wanted to go to college and mm -hmm. do all the college school. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't the one, I tried college for a year and I dropped out. I feel you. And my family didn't. Hey, uh, college dropout! <laughs> <laughs> Kanye told us to do it. Yeah. Kanye told us to do it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but my a, a good amount of people in my family didn't necessarily agree with it. Um, especially when I first when I first dropped out, it was like one of them things like, all right, I decided to drop out. Like, what I'm gonna do next? Like, I didn't come out with a plan. I just knew right. I didn't want to be here. <laughs> I just knew I didn't want to be in college. I didn't have a plan, so it was just. Uh, I would say about the first two years was almost like a depression type. Mm. Um, type thing for me, so I definitely believe I was in a trap. And but then, um, got a call from my uncle one day. Um, he lived in Miami. He got a call from him, like I'm moving to Atlanta. I want to start an online radio station. Um, let's do it. <laughs> and I just was like, just stuff started going in my head. I was like, yes. I was so excited. I was like, yes. I got something. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. So that's how we started the online radio station, How Do You Need Radio. Um, and it's still going now, honestly. How Do You Need Radio is still going now. Um, I'm not I'm not hands-on as much as I used to be, but I still I still direct and um, if the personalities or the podcast members still need help, I'm still there for them. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, so that was, so first it was just not having a father. Then as I got older, it was one of the things like, what I'm gonna do with my life after dropping out of college. Mm -hmm. hmm. And that, I mean, that kind of speaks to, you know, that innovation, right? That yeah. moguls, yeah. They, that moguls do. Yeah. It's kind of like, 
this path that works for everybody else does not work for me and you know oh and then also also to also to another a third thing is all right I when i dropped out i started online i started entrepreneur life and then i had a kid Ooh. shout out kid. to the parents <laughs> so, you had a kid so you know everything just started going in your head you got parents on both sides just telling you like what age did you have your i had my kid at 25 Ooh, okay so it's yeah i had my kid at 25 You're better um, than me i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't i mean we was living but i wasn't in the best financial situation so you know everything was just going through my head i need to pick up a job i need to do this this and that you know this my this my one and only son so i just i didn't know what i didn't know what to do so i did pick up a job for a while but when he get when he got here my son it was just one of those things like nah it's bigger than it's bigger than just being a nine-to-five worker, it gotta be bigger than this. Like, mm -hmm. cause you're a I, dreamer. Yeah, it gotta be bigger than this. And it's just one thing: I gotta leave something behind for him. Mm -hmm. Like, I gotta, I gotta start this now in my family to leave something behind for him, some type of business. Even if he decide he don't want to do clothing and stuff, he still know this is here for him. He still know this business is under his dad's name, mm -hmm. and it's tossed down to him. So, yeah. So, going through your journey, right, and it's all brought you to this person that you are today, DC Rock. Like, where did that name first? First of all, where did that name even come from? So, DC is just DC is my. It's been my nickname since I was born because of my initials. Mm -hmm. Um, my initials of Devonte Cordelius. Mm -hmm. That's my first and middle name. So, since I was born, my mom knew like that's what I was gonna go by DC. Mm -hmm. I'm not from DC people, because mm -hmm. I know that's a lot of people names <laughs> that's people name they so DC because they from DC. I'm not from DC. Um, it's just my initial. Where you from? I'm from here. You're from okay. When they tell me to be is that, but um, yeah, and then the rock just came about just. It was just thought just of. <laughs> it just wanna be it just came, it just thought of. But most people just call me DC. Nobody nobody really say the rock part. Oh my just, bad. But no, you can say it. You can say it, but I'm just saying most people call me just DC, but mm -hmm. it don't matter. Some people just call me rock though. Mm hmm Especially like new people that I like knew like I knew they met. Some people just say rock. Mm -hmm. When you introduce yourself, what do you say? DC. DC. Okay, for sure. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the question that I was going to ask you, though, was like, you know, you, you've gone through these traps, right? You're making your way to success. Um, this person that you are today, right? What advice would you give to younger DC about just life, growth, success, elevation? Um, damn, that's a good question. That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> um, younger DC, I would just tell them to, um, 
I think I would have told younger DC to stay in college longer. Um, especially because I went to an out-of-town college and just networking purposes, even if I didn't stay longer to get my degree or whatever the case, I would have told him to stay a little longer, dug, dug it up for a little longer. And also, um, and I also would have told younger DC, like, you don't have to, I was one of those people that was like, I wanted to, cause I moved around so much. I wanted to fit in. I wanted friends. I wanted to, I wanted to be like, I just wanted to fit in. I wanted friends and, and, um, I would have told younger DC, like, be yourself like that, that, that don't, when you get older, that don't matter. Be yourself. You cool being yourself. Whoever being friends with you is friends with you. Um, whoever, whatever female like you, like you because you're yourself and it is better that way. So I would have told younger DC, like, you don't have to. You don't have to try hard to fit in. You don't have to do what they do. You don't have to, you don't have to, if you don't fit in, you don't fit in. It wasn't made for you. God didn't want you to be with them. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would have definitely told, that's one of the big things that I would have told younger DC. Cause mm -hmm. I did, I got in some trouble trying to fit in. That's <laughs> a little bit. I got in some trouble trying to fit in. I said, told, it ain't, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it, cause none. Cause now that I'm older, I don't have no friends that I went to school, with, high school mm -hmm. with. Like all my friends, last. yeah. It ain't, it ain't, I didn't, I don't have no friends that I'm cool with now that I went to high school. They all, all my friends now is from when I became an adult. Mm. Mm. So, you giving that advice to your younger self, right? Mm -hmm. Do you? almost feel as if you're talking to your son like when you're giving advice to your young that advice to your younger self would you be saying yeah. the same things to your child yeah yeah i would definitely say the same thing to him um for me as a parent i try to i want to be real as possible with him because mm -hmm. i felt like my mom was that with me mm -hmm. i want to be real as possible with him so um i definitely I definitely would would tell him that um, to be yourself, you don't have to fit in and, and stuff. But I still think as a parent, it's only so much that, I mean, you can feed in what you feed into your kids, but some things they gonna learn for themselves. Like they gonna go through them experiences. They might not listen to you and they just gonna go through it themselves and it is what it is. But I would definitely, Cause that's what it's about. It's about about the parent going through the experiences, so you can tell they kids what to do and what not to do. So yeah, yeah, I definitely feel like I'm talking to my son when I say that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a younger me, anyway. So uh -huh. it definitely. <laughs> it's like you're literally yeah, talking to your younger self. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So to dive a little bit deeper into like parenthood, right, mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship what is that journey kind of like so like so for example when you said that when he was born right you were like oh no there's more there are like yeah. has to be more to what i'm doing right now 
right? I definitely relate. When I found out that I was pregnant with my son, I was like, oh no. I was like, oh no. Like I've always had like that entrepreneurial yeah. spirit kind of yeah. in me, that creator, but yeah. I was like, oh no, like it can't be more of this. Yeah. I can't bring him into like this, <laughs> right? So being a being a parent and, and experiencing entrepreneurship, he's how old now? Seven? seven? He's eight. He he's just eight. turned eight. He's eight. So what has that journey been like? This is now like eight years since you made the decision of like, oh, it, it can't, we can't do this no more. So it's one of them things like, of course you want to give your kid the world. So of course it's one of the things like, yeah, you want to be financially there and be rich and stuff because you want to give him the world. You want to give him basically everything that you can, everything that he wants, you want to give it to him. But I came to the realization, like, came to the realization, regardless, he going to love me. As long as I'm there. Mm -hmm. Regardless, he going to love me because regardless, I love my mom, regardless of, like, what we went through. Mm -hmm. um, so I just think it's one of the things, like, as long as you're there for your kid, try not to overthink you being an entrepreneur and things like that. And let your, let your kid go through this journey with you. Mm -hmm. Bring him to some stuff that you can bring him to, um, and then so he can see for himself what you're doing and what you're trying to do. Especially as they get older, within time, bring him on this journey with you. I think, I think it, I think it gives them a story to tell. I think it gives you a story to tell, and then it's it's just a story overall, mm -hmm. and them learning about entrepreneurship and them seeing plants a seed. Yeah, plants a seed, regardless. So they so they know for themselves like all right, daddy trying, or mommy trying, like they they trying, they they doing something. It looks important. They right, probably don't know point. exactly what you're doing, but it looks it looks like something important. My daddy is on YouTube. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you said um, a couple of minutes ago that you know you take him sometimes to watch your pod, mm -hmm. right? What pod you got? What, what, tell, tell, tell us more about it. Um, so, re so recently I started Fashion Me Late podcast. I started, I decided to do a podcast about streetwear, urban fashion. Fashion Me Late podcast, we about five episodes in. I got four of the co-hosts. Yes, me, Remy, B, Bratz, Nick. Um, they all is within the urban fashion in some type of way. Um, and we just talk about everything that's going on in the urban fashion community. And we also just give, we also talk about topics like what was your first streetwear brand or mm -hmm. would you date a person that came dressed? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so we, did, we make it fun too. We make it fun too. So. And I think it was, I did, again, I did my research on, like, how many urban fa fashion podcasts it really is. And um, based on my research, um, I think it's needed in the, com in the community and the way that we're doing it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all tune in. Fashion Me Late Podcast is on YouTube. It's on TikTok, Instagram. Um we got a Reddit. I'm still trying to figure out Reddit, but okay. we got one. <laughs> okay. okay. 
But um, yeah, we just gonna continue doing it. And podcasting is something I love doing though. I love I love podcasting. Something that I learned too about podcasting, especially as it's continuing to be like innovated on, you know what I'm saying? Like podcasting is a very new um, form of media. You mm-hmm. know, we've had radio forever. We've had TV forever, newspaper yeah. forever. Podcasting is like a baby in the game. Yeah. So the sooner that you can kind of get in and innovate within the space, you know, the, the just that much stronger your platform will be. But um, something that I learned about podcasting, though, was like you can use podcasting as a tool to continue to market what you're already doing. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have uh, Trap Successful, you have your clothing brand, you have Streetwear Fashion Week, and now you have the Fashionably Late Pod. Right. And you now can use that to continue the conversations that you're already having, continue the conversations about, you know, Streetwear Fashion Week, about Trap Successful. When it comes to the team, right, and I won't make this super long, we're going to end soon, but the team, the amount of energy, the amount of effort that goes into creating even one event, and you have a week long like (laughs) so what is your what does your team look like right now like what does collaboration look like to you like um so i'm gonna start off with the venue that we're doing most of the events at shout out to um meta multimedia they are um they are black they're black owned company and um I just I went there looking just looking for a venue to do overall but once once I talked to them about my vision and stuff they was like yo we was looking to bring something like that here why don't we just collaborate and just do this partnership together so shout out to Meta Multimedia um so they so so they basically a part of the team now and then you know you got to I got my team, shout out to Remy. He's like my right hand, whatever I need help with, he's right there with me. And then I got my model coaches. My model coaches, Crystal and Ashley, they the ones that's taking care of the models. They the ones choosing the models. They the ones doing the castings and rehearsals. Um, and they the ones making it, making sure the models are ready to put on a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I'm pretty much taking care of overall the the event and and also keeping communication with the designers. Because mm-hmm. as a designer, I understand like designers' concerns on what they need and stuff like that. So, um, pretty much, um, I'm communicating with the designers. And then I have my media team, of course, videographers and photographers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, getting the behind the scenes of rehearsals and castings, but also getting ready to um, gear up for the show, making sure they get the right angles from the wrong way and get behind the scenes of the makeup being done and just, you know, little stuff, all that stuff counts. Mm -hmm. So. Does it feel scary to kind of like pass the torch sometimes? Like you're taking your hands off of like, some of like the, the biggest parts of what you have going on. Yeah. And I'm still trying to learn to do that because <laughs> I'm still trying to learn to do that because I, I know I got a team. I know I got a team, but I just, for me, for me, it's just easier. 
I ain't gonna say it's easier, but I just think it and I just go do it. So it's it's it do be hard for me to sit back and just and just and just wonder if that person gonna do it or not. Mm -hmm. Cause you really just you really just handing it off to them. Like if I need something done and I tell them to go do it, I gotta I gotta I either gotta be questioning them all the times or I gotta wonder if they did it or not. So um, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. Cause I'm used to, I'm used to kind of doing events almost by myself, mm -hmm. but now that I'm doing a full week, I knew like, all right, like, I gotta get that, somebody wasn't, something. that wasn't gonna I gotta happen. Get somebody something. That wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> that wasn't gonna happen. So. I'm still working on it and it's hard. It's hard because you know, you go through your personal stuff and sometimes you need to, you need a break from it, but you need a break from your business. But when you got stuff like this going on, you can't take too long of a break. Like mm -hmm. I tried to take a break and my team was like, no, we got, we got, we got stuff to what do. what you're doing, man. <laughs> we got stuff to do. We got stuff to do. So. And I'm gonna try to look for even a bigger team after this fashion week um, mm -hmm. because I was doing this every year, but um, I've been people been telling me like, "Nah, we gotta do this like every quarter. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta do this like all the, mm -hmm. We gotta do." This I mean, every. but like like the fashion weeks, yeah, they'll have like, like the fashion weeks. Yeah, exactly. They'll do it for the different seasons. Doing it every quarter and taking it on tour. That's my next plans too. Mm, okay. But for me, for me, just to drop a gym, for me, I'm, I'm not necessarily wanting to do the main fashion cities. Mm -hmm. Like I might do them, but that's not on my, that's not on my mind. My thing is, we say New York, LA, Paris, stuff like that. But my thing is so much more out there. It's so many more states. It's more cities. Yeah. Like what we what, what we think. Like they don't care about fashion. They think like mm -hmm. I think I think I That's think it's real. bigger. I think it's bigger than just them cities. So I think I just want to hit cities and states that people not necessarily talking about mm -hmm. too. Hmm. And I love that too. Again, it goes back to that mogul mindset. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like how can I innovate? I'm not going to say F New York Fashion Week, right? I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. But also, mm -hmm. like, what about everybody else? Yeah. I'm going to go and do it this way because everybody's trying to do it that way. Yeah. And I'm going to make waves in spaces that people have forgotten about. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, that's fire. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I much. love that. Yeah, so. So, look, since y'all are... Since, since the Instagram Live fam is just jumping, make sure that you guys go and follow DC. Um, obviously, he's spitting gems right now. <laughs> um, he has so much to say, so much to share, especially right now, right here in um, Atlanta, in Georgia. But obviously, you know, it's going to be taken nationwide. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Got to. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think it's... I love Atlanta, but I think at this point, it's definitely bigger than just being comfortable and stationed in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, going on tour. Mm -hmm. You coming on tour? You coming on tour with Yo, us? Look, we going, going on, on tour, tour okay? <laughs> I'm trying to go on, going tour. on tour. <laughs> going on tour. Okay, cool. So, look, we're going to start wrapping up. Let everybody know, like, 
where we can find you. I know we kind of dropped it throughout the episode, but yeah, my personal um, Instagram is DC Rock Trap, um, and yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram. Um, I just created like a new personal TikTok. I only had like business TikToks, but I created like a personal one now. Mm -hmm. um, DC Rock Trap is pretty much all my personal platform all platforms um as far as the fashion week instagram tiktok facebook everything is sw fashion week mm -hmm. which stand for streetwear fashion week but everything is pretty much sw fashion week you could dm on the platform or if you want to email you can email swfw23 at gmail.com swfw23 at gmail.com as you can see, we got a lot of events. So yeah, we still taking spots and I wanna try to support and help um, small businesses. So yeah, just hit me up. Well, thank you guys again so much for tuning in to Mobile Talk with Mara, where we dive into the brains and stories of moguls in order to craft our own journey to success. I'm really grateful that you came on today's no, show. No, thank I'm you so much. I'm glad to be here, thank you. <laughs> of thank course. You. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time.